You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another cooperative multiplayer. This is a special cooperative multiplayer. We're going to try to do at least two of these today. This is our Microsoft E3 conference reaction. I know it's a little bit later than we wanted to, but stuff happens. With me is Daniel Anderson. Hello. And a former 401 writer, Randy Isbell. Hey, how's it going? Yes, and this is Cooperative Multiware, the official 401 Game Zone podcast. And guys, they promised wall to wall games. They gave us wall to wall games. Overall impressions of the show before we get into like the nitty gritty here. What I'll, do you think, Daniel? I'll start off by saying I thought it was a pretty strong showing. They did exactly what they needed to do. I like how they came out and said, We're going to give you wall to wall games. I like their subtle uh, initial shot of the Xbox with the Kinect. And then as they start talking about how you change the future of Xbox, they zoomed in and the Kinect was gone. I thought that was kind of funny right before they started showing games. But overall, I thought they did a good job. They hit pretty hard on exclusives, which is what they needed to do to separate themselves from Sony. And we'll have to wait and see what Sony does tonight. Randy? Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I was glad that they just focus on the games and not all the extra stuff. Uh, I really like a lot of the games that they showed. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm I'm a Sony fanboy myself, but what Microsoft did in their press conference really excited me. So they did a good job. Yeah, I really liked it too. I just... Uh... I was impressed with some of the, like, scale bound was really interesting to me. I, I liked the idea of that. I thought it was pretty cool with the uh, the guy and his armor showing up, getting to uh, replace the dragon and all that kind of stuff. And then you the, the indie game stuff, that was nice. I liked that they focused on that. Uh, of course, the Master Chief Collection thing was, that really made me pay attention because... I grew up with Halo 2 multiplayer as a kid, so that was awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, anything you guys want to discuss that like really stood out to you just of the games they announced? Like something you're going to be really excited for? Well, that, that Halo collection especially, I, I agree with you. Especially that they get it all on one disc and it's going to be the price of one game. It's 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 that's pretty impressive. So that game, and I really like the first Tomb Raider, so I'm really excited excited for the second one. So I mean, those are probably the two games that really stood out to me. I'm not a big Call of Duty fan, so that that I mean, that's every year. But but yeah, that game and the one that looked like it was from the creators of Limbo, the one that they kind of showed off right before they showed it all those indie games. Oh, that inside? one, I, that yes. really looked like Limbo too, with some color. Yes, that that game. I love Limbo. Limbo is awesome, so I'm excited for that game too. Daniel, uh, starting off, I'll say I was pleasantly surprised at 
how the new Call of Duty looked, I was able to look at it and not think instantly this is just 2014's Call of Duty. It looked different enough that it might be worth being a new game uh, from the weapons to the gameplay. And it also looked different enough from Titanfall to not think they were just trying to rip off Titanfall. Uh, I mean, overall, there wasn't anything that really disappointed me that I saw. Everything had me excited. Obviously, the Halo Master Chief Edition. Uh, Halo 5 made me think they're going to start possibly moving away from Master Chief as the main character. But then again, we could just get a situation like in Halo 2 where... You switch off playing the new Spartan and Master Chief. Uh, Scalebound was interesting. I laughed pretty hard at the Dead Rising 3, Super, <laughs> Hyper, Alpha, etc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Capcom, uh, able to make fun of themselves. That was nice. <laughs> Which, that's something they've never done before that I can think of. So I give them credit for that. I mean, overall, I just thought it was a... There wasn't anything at this press conference that made me just roll my eyes. The closest that... The closest I came to it was when they started talking about uh, Fantasia Unbound and the dance game, just because, I mean, it's just one of those things that doesn't interest me. And then also the new Forza, because I'm not a racing fan. But even then, I mean, the games look good. So I can't say anything about that. It's just not a game that interests me. I'll say Forza was the only time that my wife paid attention because she was like, oh, the pretty cars. I like that. She's like, that's a game? I can't believe it. I was like, yep, yeah, that's what next gen is supposed to look like. I I, I like the idea. I, I think Microsoft kind of needs to, not that it's great to have yearly franchises, but it seems like everybody's doing it now. So why not kind of do that with uh, Forza? Uh, I liked Forza Horizon 1 because it's their take on arcade. It their uh, Forza the numbered ones are so. If you're not a car junkie, it's just it makes you feel like you're out of your depth. You get lost. I don't really need to know that my something axle broke and the the car won't move and whatever you know. But this game kind of lets you just have the freedom of driving and you get to see all these locations and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool that they're they're introducing it. Maybe, you know, one year you have, you know, six and one year you have Forza Horizon 3. I think that might be a good thing for for Microsoft, you know. Uh, the club thing was interesting. It's probably their kind of shot at the crew. Uh, you know, anything that can get you to play with your friends probably a good idea. Uh... And the fact that you can, your drive avatar thing, which is probably the coolest thing about Forza 5, it's automatically in there. You All you have to do is tell it you're playing Horizon 2, and it just automatically starts working in Horizon 2. I thought that was a good grab from Microsoft. What about, uh, what about the Evolve thing? They, you know, we they talked about the whole four and one. People thought it was a four versus one game, and then, as you mentioned, Daniel, do, do you think they switched it to make it seem like a positive thing? Uh, you're talking about uh, Halo Le- or Fable Legends, right? Well, Fable Switching. Legends and that uh, yeah. Evolve did it as well, where they let you play as the big old octopus-looking thing that yeah, is the, the villain. Yeah. Well, we knew we always knew Evolve was going to do that. Uh, 
I remember asking a question in Factor Fiction is the hype that Evolve is getting, will it lead to more four versus one multiplayer games? So right when I saw what they were saying with Fable, it made me think of that. I think it's a good idea because it's going to make Fable stand out from any other multiplayer co-op RPG, whatever we're going to call it, hack and slash. Being able to play as a villain will make it stand out, and that's only a good thing at this point. I mean, I wasn't really excited about it. I kind of rolled my eyes when I first heard about it because I thought it was just going to be a remake of the previous games and maybe explore a little bit more into it, but I really like what they showed today. It made me actually consider wanting to get the game as opposed to just thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to touch it. Randy, you have a opinion? Yeah, I liked what Evolve was showing. Um, The guys that made Left 4 Dead have always been really good at the multiplayer aspect of it, so having a game that's basically the same way should work really well. I've never been a big Fable fan, so even though they're like changing it up and making it more multiplayer and co-op and all this stuff, I'm, I'm really not that interested. Uh, the one co-op thing I saw in the press conference that really excited me actually was the Assassin's Creed one, where you could play up to four players, but the one thing that really worried me was they made it look so smooth, and I know if I play with three of my friends, we're not having a mission go that well. somebody would screw it up really quick so it got my my hopes up but i know if i played it um it would not go so well and i would just get frustrated but they made it look like you could really work together and have a lot of fun so that got me excited but but as far as the fable stuff goes i i've just not gotten into that series and i don't know if that game is going to be the game that really gets me into it i'm not a big fable guy either but the having the dungeon master kind of thing going, that kind of, like uh, Daniel was telling me, we were discussing a little bit of this on Skype as we were watching it, and it definitely made me go, hmm, maybe I'll play now that I might have the chance to ruin people playing instead of just doing something I can do in many other games. You know, just put a nice little twist on it that makes it different. I will say this about Fable as well. I've played the other Fable games. This doesn't look like a typical Fable game. It does seem, or, I mean, I guess it looks like it, but it does feel a lot different than what you're used to when you think Fable. Kind of felt like a gauntlet instead. Yeah. Which is fine by me, I guess. Yeah, I'd be good with a new gauntlet game. Uh, I really, the Assassin's Creed thing, like uh, Randy was talking about, that really didn't pay attention. I was sitting there going, dang, I mean, imagine what you could do with three skilled friends and you get to take out everyone at once pretty much. And I like that it, I'm guessing it's going to eventually go split screen when people go too far from each other. Hopefully it's that seamless as they seem to show. And it's not this, you know, very, uh, all of a sudden you see four grids show up and it's very... uh, makes you have to pay attention to your screen too much. Hopefully it can go in and out really well. I thought that was really intriguing. Uh, it uh, it made me want to play the game, I think, more than the other ones, just because it's something where 
if you have people online, maybe you don't have a lot of friends, but you can go and play and learn how to play the game better just from watching them and go on these group missions where you take out whoever it is in the game. I'm guessing that Sony is going to have a little bit of comment because they like to acknowledge that the PS3 still exists, unlike you know Microsoft with the 360, and really they shouldn't. They're, they're really just trying to get people to buy Xbox Ones at this point. One thing that surprised me more with Assassin's Creed was just the fact they showed up at Microsoft's press conference because last year it was Sony that had all the Ubisoft games and Microsoft had the EA releases. So this kind of surprised me that they had a little bit of both. Anything about The Division intriguing yeah. you guys since we're talking about Ubisoft? I mean, it's good, but... It's something that I'd probably be interested in playing if it lives up to the promise that I've seen. It's just we don't know when it's coming out, so it's hard to get really excited for it. Randy? Yeah, it's it, exactly what you said. It, it's too early to tell. Though I will say the video they showed it was really weird because it was like the characters were doing all the talking for me. <laughs> I was talking chatting with a buddy while we were watching that press conference and he was joking how it was like nobody talks like that it's like you haven't played with some of the people i've played with that's exactly what they sound like <laughs> but the character but the characters were doing it for you so it's like so that was a little weird to to hear some of the commands that you hear gamers do as what the characters are saying so that was a little different but yeah it's too early to tell it looks interesting though that's what i felt like too i was like so I'm getting ordered around by the NPC. Okay. That helps me, I guess, know what I'm doing. But then I feel like uh, I'm not getting to really experience a lot of the game because I'm basically being told what to do. I, I guess that's the point of these the Tom Clancy games. You know, it's all about the team and making sure that the, the team get through or whatever. I did like the... Uh, we live in an apartment complex with other people, so... Sometimes you will hear horns and other things. <laughs> uh, uh, I did like the setting. I thought it was interesting. The whole thing about the whatever that was, the virus or whatever on Black Friday. And then you kind of get to see this nomadic type setting in New York. And they're trying to take over this building and they're making it a base. And it's supposed to be this bigger deal than it would seem to somebody just watching this kind of game. Anything about like what the game is going to entail or anything like that that sticks out to you, or just you just kind of see it as another shooter? It's it seemed like that's a lot of again, Microsoft doesn't set itself out much different. You're getting lots of shooters. Well, this- we did see a lot of non. I mean, we did get a good amount of non-shooter games throughout this one. I mean, we got Forza, we got uh, Scalebound. Uh, Oh, oh, I got I've got a, somewhere. Sorry. Yeah, I've got them written down. Uh, Assassin's Creed technically isn't a shooter. We had Dragon Age on there. Uh, the Dead Rising video, which was kind of funny. Yeah, I like that. How uh, the Sunset Overdrive uh, video kind of made fun of the first-person shooters. That yeah. So, so that was good. Uh, we got more Project Spark, which is just, I mean, Project Spark and really the Division are just more of what we got last year. The same thing, nothing 
that drastically changed what we saw. I, I like mean, the idea of graded. I I think seeing a little bit more Project Spark it kind of made me want to check it out, especially once you got the uh, the little teaser with Conquer there at the end. I, I, I got excited seeing Conquer. If that's the way Rare is going to put their characters into the you know, forefront to see if they can get a game made because a lot of people start making stuff with Conquer or Banjo-Kazooie or whatever. I don't think it's a bad idea. You know? Yeah, uh, I think that was kind of surprising to see it. I laughed when I saw that too. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, like, you know, maybe a Viva Piñata Project Spark type thing combination where you can make your own Viva Piñata setting and... I really like the... I'm not, you know, that's the thing with Disney Infinity that I said, the reason why it's not a big deal for me. I like having the figures and all that, but the fact that it's more Little Big Planet and less like Skylanders, if they can really prove that it's a step up from Little Big Planet or something like that, that you really are creating your own games and it's almost like an RPG maker kind of thing, I think it helps a lot of people but not everyone is in that way that they're creative and they want to make those things I think it's a nice outlet for Microsoft it's a nice way I guess to kind of have their own beefed up version of Minecraft that they can tote out there well and the people that aren't into making the games can always play the games that other people make yeah that too uh, getting into the Halo I guess we we talked about it a little bit, but the uh, I I like the fact that the Master Chief Collection is you can play it any way you want. You're not made to play one to four. You have to play it that way. It's there all unlocked at the beginning. Randy mentioned the single disc and all that. The the multiplayer for Halo Two. Uh, is there? A, and we're getting the uh, Ridley Scott series and the Halo 5 beta. I mean, it's a pretty good package, right? For the hopefully $60. I think so. Anything like you're dying to try out when you when you get it or if you're getting it? Nothing. I mean, I'll probably get it and I'll just play through it. I mean, I always enjoyed the single player game campaigns on Halo more than I enjoyed the online multiplayer. I loved the local multiplayer, playing it with other people sitting around, but I never got really big into the online Halo. Uh, I'll probably give it a try, especially since... I mean, at this point on the Xbox One, you don't have a lot of choices if you want to play online against other people. So I did like how they're putting, well, they say over 100 maps for it. And, of course, they make sure to stress that it's going to be in full 1080p at 60 frames per second. <laughs> Let's see if that... Uh, I, I love the uh, chuckle from the, uh, the, the, the writers there that are kind of like, okay, we had to say that for the, the people that are so big into that. Because all, all I hear usually from... Other journalists, is, it's not a big deal, and it really shouldn't be, right? I mean, is it that big a deal to you, Randy? I know you're not on here a lot to be able to... Does frames per second and pee this and 
all that matter to you? No, not at all. I mean, people always freak out about it. Like, like I said, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine while we were watching it, and the first thing that he, he messages me after that Halo thing was, that wasn't 60, 60 frames per second. I don't care. It looked good. <laughs> I'm excited. We get all four Halos in one, in one disc. We get all the multiplayer stuff. I mean, it's a lot of nostalgia. I remember way too many hours spent at a buddy's house with a bunch of TVs all hooked up together playing Halo 2 multiplayer. So it's just that. That's all I care about. Is the game fun? Does it look good? That's all I care about. I don't care how fast the frames per second is. As long as it's not choppy as hell, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, that's the most important part is that you know, I understand, like, he, you know, Watch Dogs just came out and people were complaining, oh, this doesn't look next-gen and all that. I was like, they had to make it for a PS3 and 360. What do you think? I mean, until we have these games that are solely next-gen, then you won't get those next-gen graphics. And even then, people need to understand that it's just really a supercomputer. It's not something that I think is going to totally blow us out of the water. That being said... Not to go back to this, but when I watched that Call of Duty Advanced Warfare thing, I felt like, geez, I feel like I'm falling with these people here. And I don't know that I get that necessarily from a 360 or PS3 game. So that in itself, the reality, the the graphical fidelity, just watching Witcher 3 and watching how the water bounces off and and all that stuff. I mean, it's those little things that really put you into the next gen. Speaking of Witcher 3, the only thing I'll say about that, there was a lot of slowdown on the combat. Mm, yeah, with the griffin and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that. I know it's a very early build. It's not coming out till next year, but still, that was kind of made me a little bit nervous about the game. Anybody surprised with no uh, Gears of War announcement? Yeah, actually, I, I was. I mean, they showed the little logo at the, the very end, but... I was very much expecting at least them saying, hey, we're making one. Like like Naughty Dog last year saying, hey, we're making new Uncharted. You get no gameplay, you get no nothing, but just so you know, we're making one. So I was expecting at least that. So I was kind of surprised they didn't really make any mention of it. You surprised at all, Daniel? No, I mean, they already said that they were making one. I think next year that's going to be their big reveal and i mean the most that we got this time was at the very end where they're showing the i don't want to say title screens but logos of upcoming games we had quantum break on there and we got a gears of war picture but that's about it but i mean you've got to hold some stuff back especially for next year because you're already you're going to have halo coming out next year so you're not going to have a surprise announcement for that Halo and Gears are your two big uh, first-party games, so you might as well save. Daniel! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love kids. Uh, anybody, uh, you know, I had an original Xbox, but Phantom Dust is not one of those games that I recall. Yeah, they were saying this, this great, you know, old thing, and they're showing us, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, to look it up, I had no clue. I, I had an Xbox, played a bunch of games. Never heard of that game. I looked it up, it got great reviews, so it must have been pretty good, but it was just one of those games that I never heard about. 
I was expecting maybe Jade Empire or I mean yeah. I don't know that Xbox I mean to think about it really I don't remember a ton of original Xbox like classics or anything also because when I was that age I was playing a lot of Halo and stuff with my friends and like I remember some stuff like KOTOR and Jade Empire and a few others but I don't remember like a list just flying off my face of like you did with the PS2 and even the GameCube you know did you know anything about Phantom Dust, Daniel, when they were sitting there announcing it? I didn't recognize the game initially. I remember playing it a little bit, but I think it's a game that will benefit more from online play than the original did. So the last game, Crackdown. I remember not liking it that much on 360. Uh, it kind of struck me as a GTA ripoff, sort of. They certainly made it look much cooler with the graphics and, and what they showed. Anything that they showed or in the trailer that makes you want to go, okay, I want to play this game when it comes up? Nothing really for me. I mean, it just looked like a run-of-the-mill announcement trailer for a game. No gameplay, just video, and that's about it. Yeah, until I see gameplay, I, I never get super excited about how a game looks. Uh, Sean, I was exactly like you. It looked like a Grand Theft Auto kind of clone back in the day. So I, I've never played the series, but hopefully the gameplay looks great when that starts coming out. So I mean, we pretty much covered all the big stuff that they showed. I mean, they did show a bunch of indie games, but it was so quick. Naming off titles is not going to do anything for anyone, really. Uh, anything that we can, you know, with all these cash conferences still happening, we got EAs, Ubisoft, Sony's, and Nintendo's tomorrow. What can we take out of this that's positive for Xbox, and do we think Sony's going to counter with anything tonight? Like, I, th I thought maybe we'll see an Uncharted package similar to what we got with Halo today since I'm sure they'll be telling us a lot about Uncharted 4, since they got to do something to make it seem like that game is not in peril or anything. That's all I'm waiting for is the Uncharted stuff on Tony. I mean, they could announce The Last Guardian's coming out tomorrow. I don't care. I'm, I'm, a, hu <laughs> I, I, I'm a huge Uncharted fan, a huge Naughty Dog fan, so the main thing that I'm waiting for tonight is hopefully Uncharted 4 gameplay. If they come out with an Uncharted bundle... That would be awesome. They kind of had a, a little slip up this week where they had Uncharted 3 for free on the PlayStation Store for like a minute before taking it down. So they could be announcing that that's going to be for free for a little bit and they just released it too early. That could be something. But no, Uncharted 4 is the, the game I'm waiting for tonight. Anything your... Uh... How about EA? It's coming up in a little bit here. Actually, just kicked off. Oh, just kicked off? Dang it. Need to have that on. Uh, Star Wars, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of that. Yeah, I think Star Wars is going to be... Well, EA's probably going to start off with uh, Madden because they just announced who the cover player is. And then I think they'll... I hope that they're going to go heavy into Star Wars just because last year they made it a point of saying they had, was it four games in development? 
and the only game that was announced was Battlefront, so they've got to give you something else. Well, I don't have the sound on right now, but they're showing Star Wars at the moment, so I don't know what they're talking about. But. Uh, Randall said Mass Effect 4 announcement as like the... Uh, and one more thing. Anybody think we'll see Mass Effect 4? Yeah, probably. If right, we do... Guys. I think if we do, it's just going to be a little the logo and maybe some music, and that's about it. I can see that. I'm sure they're not going to have a bunch of gameplay or whatever. They just started doing stuff with it. So that's. I mean, I think you're going to see them push Star Wars more this year and into next year, just because you're going to have the movie coming out. Right. All right, guys. Well, if we don't have anything else. I think this wraps up uh, our Microsoft coverage for the podcast anyway. You can go to fullmania.com slash games for all your E3 news going on or whatever other place you decide to prefer. Um, enjoy the rest of these quest conferences. They're, I'm sure they're going to be fun and awesome and maybe some big surprises. Who knows? And of course, Nintendo's tomorrow and then... Hopefully we'll get to see a bunch of stuff from the show floor and all these places will have videos and whatnot. So, uh, happy E3, fellas. Don't forget about tonight. Yes, and tonight we will, um, hopefully a lot closer to when it ends. (laughs) A Sony uh, E3 press conference reaction. Uh, Daniel will be back. Are you going to be able to be? Uh, I'll be there. I'm I'm set for Sony. Alright, so Randy will be here, and maybe Robert will be off work, who knows. But at least the three of us will be back for that. And make sure you join us for a Nintendo press conference tomorrow morning after, or will it be afternoon by the time it's over? Uh, me and Daniel at least for that. And then Tuesday night will be the big one. Hopefully, we're going we're gonna to have uh, Stephen Randall make a return to be able to talk all things E3. Uh, maybe one of our editors, Jeremy Thomas, as well. Uh, Randy said he's going to be there. Robert will be there, and, the, and uh, Daniel and I as well. So it's going to be a big show Tuesday night, midnight Eastern, uh, 9 Pacific, live, Spreaker.com. We'll post it on all the places on the Twitter, which is Co-op Multi 411. Uh, the Facebook page, Cooperative Multiplayer, and you can listen to us on demand, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio whenever you choose to. So, until later tonight, see you guys later. <laughs>